Hi, everyone. My name is Ashley Matthews. I'm the lead pastor at Christ the King, and you're listening to the first episode of our Advent Psalm series. This past Sunday marked the beginning of the Advent season, a time set aside by the church to reflect and to prepare for the coming of Christmas. The world is so busy right now. Life is chaotic and fast-paced. But in the same way that a very pregnant Mary could only move so fast, Advent is meant to slow us down. We're called by the church to make room in our lives for Jesus, for his coming, just like Mary had to literally make room in her life, in her actual body, for the coming of Jesus. So that's what this series in the Psalms is all about, making room. Three days a week, on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, for the next four weeks, we're going to be posting a short reflection on the morning psalm, signed by the Daily Office Lectionary. The lectionary is a really old Bible reading plan used by Anglicans, Catholics, and other Christians all over the world. If you'd like to have a copy of the Daily Office to keep with you, a hard copy, something you can look at and hold in your hand, uh, you can find it in the Sunday Bulletin. We've printed them there for you to take home. One way we can make room during Advent is to carve out some intentional space for prayer and reflection. Uh, So I have a proposal, or rather a kind of exhortation, that we would commit as a church to setting aside 30 minutes three times a week. That's about 15 minutes for reading, whatever it is you're reading, devotional, scripture, or whatever you're listening to. Maybe it's this podcast. Then five minutes for quiet and about 10 minutes for prayer, just three days a week. Additionally, I want to encourage you to try to keep a prayer journal during these weeks. And that's just so you have a place to write down every day what you're reading, what you're praying about, what you're feeling. This, of course, isn't a rule or a law requirement, but it is an encouragement. Let's enter into this season and let it help us make room for Jesus, set aside space, actual space, for him and for what it might have to say and do. So if you're listening while you drive or work out or do chores, that's great. I'm so glad. But even if it's only for a few minutes, I would invite you each day, at least three of them, to carve out a moment for being still and writing down your thoughts. During the last week of the season, we're going to be hosting Advent dinner and prayer gatherings in different homes across the area. And we'll have a chance to share with each other about our Advent reflections during that time, what we've read, what we've been thinking and praying about. This is what your journal is for. It'll help you remember. The psalm for today is Psalm 76. Our habit each week will be uh, to read the psalm, and then we'll reflect on the scripture together, see what the Lord might have for us. This is Psalm 76. In Judah, God is known. His name is great in Israel. His abode has been established in Salem, his dwelling place in Zion. There he broke the flashing arrows, the shield, the sword, and the weapons of war. Glorious are you, more majestic than the everlasting mountains. 
The stout-hearted were stripped of their spoil. They sank into sleep. None of the troops was able to lift a hand at your rebuke, O God of Jacob. Both rider and horse lay stunned. But you indeed are awesome. Who can stand before you when once your anger is roused? From the heavens you uttered judgment. The earth feared and was still. When God rose up to establish judgment, to save all the oppressed of the earth. Human wrath serves only to praise you when you bind the last bit of your wrath around you. Make vows to the Lord your God and perform them. Let all who are around him bring gifts to the one who is awesome, who cuts off the spirit of princes, who inspires fear in the kings of the earth. Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. During the Advent season, we're invited to read scripture, to reflect on it through the lens of the season. That's true no matter what season we're in. That's how the church calendar works, like a lens, an interpretive one that helps you hear anew the scripture maybe that you're reading um, for the hundredth time. You might read it differently during Christmas than you would during Lent, for example. Advent is a time when we're called to reflect not only on the coming of Jesus at his birth, but his second future coming, his return. So we're called to look back and to look ahead. And we are living, of course, in the time between the comings of Jesus. Life, as it happens and plays out for all of us in the present, is lived between these two comings, the coming of Jesus at his birth and his return. In other words, life is a kind of perpetual Advent, at least this side of heaven anyway. And most of us live our lives feeling kind of stuck, I think, um, between what we remember and what we hope for. That's not always true, but it can often be true. The present is just kind of always slipping through our fingers. That's the life of faith. Faith is lived out between what we remember and what we hope for. Psalm 76 is a hymn of hope. The psalmist is remembering God's awesome deeds of the past, what God has done, and also looking forward into a redeemed future. God has established his abode, he writes. And in his abode, according to the Psalms, in the future, ultimately, arrows, shields, and swords, weapons of war, they're all broken, the psalmist says. And of course, the, our prayer has always been for the Jew and the Christian alike that God's kingdom would come, that his abode would be on earth as it is in heaven. But again, we live out our life between comings. And so today, war and violence do still have a very real and present place in the world. People get sick, people get hurt. And that was true for the psalmist too. Which is why that we say Advent is our waiting season. We're called to embrace waiting as a kind of spiritual discipline of the soul. People of substance, people of peace, people of faith must learn how to wait well. Part of growing up. 
my sons are really bad at waiting. And I'm not sure at 38 that I'm much better than they are. Um, But I would like to be. I'm hoping to be. During Advent, we acknowledge that we don't just want God to do what he's done in the past. We want him to make the future, his promised future, a reality now, today. If Advent was just about remembering that Jesus was born in Christmas, that would be lovely and all, but it wouldn't be very meaningful, helpful for the lives that we live now. And if all we were ever doing was looking ahead at what God might do one day, well, that would be frustrating because uh, what has he done? And Advent calls all of it together, both the past and the future. And the reason we remember and look forward, of course, is because but all of that remembering and hoping is meant to shape the way we live today. The prayer for Advent is, Come and do what hasn't happened yet, Lord. But that has happened before. Somewhere. To someone. Advent is all about admitting that we want the peace we've been promised, but haven't yet had. Or maybe haven't had in a long time. Advent is all about admitting that we want and long for the healing that we don't have today, but that we've been promised, that we hope to believe in, that other people have experienced or maybe we've experienced before. Advent is about admitting that we don't have the faith that we wish that we had, that we hope to have today. But maybe someday. So the assigned readings during Advent call us to keep awake, to keep watch, like someone who's waiting for something they know is going to happen or that is coming, like contractions for a pregnant person, like a wedding party waiting for the bridegroom, like a watchman on the watchtower with his eyes fixed on the horizon. In other words, Advent is not the time to give up or grow weary in hope. It's almost as if the church somehow anticipated that at the end of the year, with the prospect of a new year on the horizon, some of us might feel the temptation to say, you know what, I don't have it in me to feel hopeful anymore. I don't have the energy to believe that things can still change in my life or in the world, that God could do in me something that he hasn't done before. Maybe he did it a long time ago. For somebody else. Maybe he intends to do it one day in God's bright future, but I don't have hope for me for today. It's into and over that feeling the psalmist prays a kind of remembering prophecy, a prayer that looks backward and forward at the same time. He writes, The earth feared and was still when God rose up to establish judgment to save all the oppressed of the earth. He's both remembering that that has happened and looking forward to the day when it will happen again. And so he says, in light of that fact, uh, make vows to the Lord your God and perform them because he has done it and he will do it again. So today, what do we do? Today, while we wait, we make vows to the Lord and perform them. In other words, it's not the time to lose hope but the time to remember what God has done and what he said he's going to do 
and almost double down. Make a vow, lean in, keep watch. Because God does intend to do what is right for us, to save those who are oppressed, he has and he will. He is coming. Advent is not a call to do something so much as a reminder. And it's in light of the reminder that we make changes, we make room, uh, we take up disciplines like prayer, carving out space for silence and quiet. But ultimately, Advent is a word of hope, a reminder to shake off the shackles of despair, to choose hope. What does that look like? I don't know exactly for you. But I think the psalmist would encourage us to remember, to give thanks, to pray for what is not as it, it should be. Like people who are trying, fighting really, to stay awake. Our eyes fixed on the horizon. So we're going to take a moment to pray now. First, I want to ask the Holy Spirit to help us remember, to remember Jesus, who he is, and why we're thankful for him. So I'd encourage you now just to pause for a moment and to remember Jesus. Let's pray. Now let's call to mind other things we're thankful for and give thanks to the Lord for those things. We'll pause for a moment and pray. Now let's ask the Holy Spirit to call to mind a person or situation maybe in your own life, that is embattled. Someone who feels like they're constantly at war. Maybe it's you. And let's ask the Lord to break the weapons of warfare, to break those swords and spears and shields and bring peace. Let's pause and pray. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Peace be with you, friends.